chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This is a very familiar uh, scripture uh, at Christmas time. I think they even use it in the, uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. If you've ever seen that, you've, you've heard this scripture. Uh, we read it last night as well, so if you were here last night, you heard it. And it's, it's very uh, common to read as, as part of the, the Christmas narrative. Um, but why, why is it such an important scripture? I mean, Jesus uh, coming in the manger, being born here, walking among us in, in the person is, is obviously an important event. But this passage where the angels come and give the shepherds this, this bit of good news is, uh, is, is a very familiar and a very much loved and cherished passage uh, that becomes an important part. And the reason why is because there's a message in there. The angels are delivering the good news of Jesus Christ. The angels have essentially, in this passage, become the first missionaries. They are the first people to share the good news of Jesus Christ with someone who had not heard it before. And if you who were here last night, you know we talked about the shepherds. The shepherds were kind of the outcasts. They were low on the, uh, in economic status. They, they smelt bad because of their job. They were always you know, confined to the outskirts of town, and the angels were bringing this good news to them. Now, throughout the Advent season, we've been talking about the Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And each week, we've been looking at a different character from the movie and talking about how it relates to Christmas time and what kind of lessons we could apply to ourselves. And we've had a lot of fun doing that. And in keeping with that, I, I want to talk just a little bit today about Clarence, the angel in It's a Wonderful Life. In that movie, George Bailey is about to throw his life away. He considers himself a failure. He's reached the end of his rope. And just in the nick of time, angel, uh, Clarence, an angel from heaven, comes down to, uh, to keep him from doing that. And a few things to know about Clarence, um, he, he seems incompetent. He's, he's uh, fumbling and bumbling. He's, he's awkward. Even in the ranks of heaven, he's, um, he's, 
you know, kind of a joke. He's an angel second class. He hasn't earned his wings yet. And even George Bailey says, yeah, you look like the kind of angel I'd get. So Clarence was awkward. He was very humble, but he was, he was very, uh, most people would look at him and think that he was incompetent. Nonetheless, Clarence saves George's life. Clarence helps George to see how much value his life actually has, how much worth his life has. He helps George understand his purpose. Because the reason George was ready to throw his life away was because he had no sense of purpose. He didn't realize how God had been using him to make a difference in the life of others. And Clarence helped him see this. And Clarence gave him a message, said, you've been given a wonderful gift, the gift of life. The angels shared the good news with the shepherds. And in the scriptures, we, we call the first four books of the New Testament the Gospels. The word gospel means good news. The angels were the first deliverers of the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ was here. He was here to bring salvation to humanity for anyone who would recognize him, for anyone who would believe him. Like the angels and like Clarence in the movie, we also have good news to deliver, to deliver to others. Like Clarence, who was able to help George see that he had worth and he had purpose in his own life, we are charged to give that message to others to help them find their own sense of worth, to help them find their own purpose of life, in life. And like the angels in the story, we can say that we bring others good news, that Jesus Christ is born. You see, identity and self-worth are at an all-time low in our world. And you may be sitting here thinking, how can I give other people any kind of good news or help them find self-worth in their own life when I struggle with self-worth? myself. And I don't know everyone's situation. I don't know where you are with that. But, but we live in a world where, where it's easy to, uh, to get down on yourself, to be ridden with guilt, to be confused as far as who you are and what your purpose is. But the good news is that Jesus Christ has come and Jesus Christ will help us find our identity. He will help us find new life. He will help us find purpose. We are all like the shepherds in the field, sitting there outcast for whatever reason, cut off and and just sitting in our own filth. And then the news comes to us. Jesus Christ is here. Now the shepherds went and they saw the baby and when they left, they were changed. It said they left glorifying and praising God. And what happened? The shepherds became like the angels. The shepherds became messengers of this good news. And so when we have the good news, when we receive it, when we've been told that Jesus Christ has come for us, then we too can become like the angels, ready to share that good news with others. And the world desperately, desperately needs it. Every year, suicide is on the rise since 1999, every single year. One out of, no, excuse me, 13 out of every 100,000 people end up making the same choice that George Bailey was tempted to make that night. And we're not angels, but we do have the power to speak life, to speak love, 
to share the good news with somebody who needs to hear it. And sometimes maybe it's us that needs to hear it. But the good news is that Jesus Christ is here. That he was born and he came to save us and to heal us and to help us find our purpose. True peace is offered through Jesus Christ. Where our relationships with each other may be broken or struggling, he offers reconciliation. True identity is offered through Jesus Christ. If we struggle to understand what our purpose is and what the meaning to our life is, just like George Bailey, when we receive the good news, we will understand that there is a plan and that we do have a purpose. And we can tell others that they have a purpose as well. We can become messengers. The shepherds were changed. We are changed. And then we become messengers just like the angels. Clarence was ordinary. He was a humble nobody, even in the ranks of heaven. And to the outsider, he seemed incompetent. And there are times in our lives where we all feel incompetent. We all may feel unworthy of being able to share the good news or change somebody else's life or offer them hope. But you see, Clarence was simply a messenger. God had the message. And when God has a message that he wants to deliver... He can speak through anybody. And he can speak through any one of us as well. Has he used you to deliver a message to somebody before? Does he use you now to deliver hope and life and good news to others? Is there a way that you can see he wants to use you to speak joy and hope to someone's heart today? The time for us to sit in the fields in our own filth, cut off from everyone else, is over. We are no longer like the shepherds once we have heard the news proclaimed. Because of Jesus, we are changed. We are changed and fit for a purpose, a mission. We've been given a message. So let us proclaim it today and every day of our lives. Good news we bring. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto us is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, when you sent your Son to this earth, you did so much more than just send a baby to a manger. You did so much more than just create a fascinating story for us to talk about and remember once a year. You sent hope. Hope to all of us who feel unworthy, who feel cut off, who struggle with purpose and identity. Lord, we ask that you help us to receive that good news, to let that good news change us, and shape us, and that as we leave the manger scene, that we will become like the angels, messengers to others, messengers of your good news, and proclaim that you have the power to heal and to give hope and life to all in a world that is filled with darkness. Please equip us and empower us because we know that your message is so much stronger than we are. Lord, we thank you for your willingness and your desire to use us to bring your hope and life into this world. We pray all this in your holy name. Amen.
Our hymn of invitation this morning is hymn number 246, Joy to the World. If you've made a decision of any type today, I invite you and encourage you to come forward as we sing. Please stand if you are able. Hymn number 246, Joy to the World. <laughs> 